I'd like to welcome our first sponsor to the official Do Good Better podcast, and that is DonorDoc. Listen, as a nonprofit, DonorDoc knows that you wear many different hats, and that's why they are here to help you make your life easier. DonorDoc helps you connect with your donors on a deeper level and provides you with the tools to become the ultimate fundraiser. There are other instantly cool features too, but we know connecting and staying connected with your donors are high on most of your priority lists. Hey, guess what? DonorDoc is so awesome, and I'm telling you, so awesome, that to everyone listening, they are giving you a 100% discount off your first month. That's right, 100% off. It's absolutely free to use for your first month. All you have to do is use the referral code DOGOODBETTER, and you're set. Again, do good better. It's simple. It's easy. Head to DonorDoc.com to learn more and get started. Hey, thanks, DonorDoc, for being an official sponsor of the official Do Good Better podcast. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody, it's Patrick Kirby, host of the official Do Good Better podcast. We are talking with small nonprofits doing great big things. And this is part of our uh, series talking about COVID-19 and what is the heck is happening and how can small nonprofits get from point A to point B and not only survive, but thrive. And we've got a great one for you today because this is a topic that I think a lot of uh, nonprofits are considering, which is what if you're a brand new nonprofit? What is this doing to you? How are you getting out of this hole? What on earth are you doing and what the hell do you do in the first place? And with me is uh, one of my favorite human beings on earth, uh, one of my uh, closest allies in the entire world, and I just love her more than most human beings on the planet, Rebecca Undum. She is the author of How Mommy Got Her Groove Back, and she is the founder of Growing Small Towns. Rebecca, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Patrick. What an intro. It's it's, now I have I have to live up to that and be a human worth liking that much. Oh you my! Do. You do. And it's very <laughs> true. You have to. Um, so you are in a unique position that mm-hmm. uh, you took a leap of faith and started your own nonprofit not that long ago. Right. If you would mind giving people a five thousand foot view of what growing small towns is to start. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, this idea has percolated over a, more than a decade, I would say. Um, I returned back to my hometown. I'm in Oaks, North Dakota. Shout out to my community. And yep, I, uh, I having had a background in professional development, corporate development, communications training, leadership training, that kind of thing, I at, at some point kind of felt like this feels like something that rural communities is missing. Um, and I also wanted to wrap into the physical space. So there's a physical space component to this, which is probably the biggest, I can swear on here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yes. yeah. The biggest kind of oh shit thing about all of it um, is that I wanted to have a space that felt like home to remote workers, people that work from home. So co-working was part of it, having uh, a space to host innovation and interesting conversations about business, also support business startups. So it's kind of an incubator 
you know, aspect of the space. Um, and so that's what we started was growing small towns. So it's kind of a blend of all of those things. It's the physical space. And of course the, the, hopefully the programming that yeah. drives some of that home for people. And your leap of faith was purchasing a physical building. Right. And from a small right. nonprofit, that leap of faith usually doesn't happen. You kind of do programming first. You do right. this, your, right. your nonprofit on the other hand is built around a physical space so that people can feel connected physically. Correct. Right. So, so talk about the immense, <laughs> I mean that, I mean, if you're, if you're a small nonprofit listening to this, if you're a medium sized nonprofit, if you're just a human being listening to this, that is an overwhelming, I think, I think, oh shit is not big enough uh, maybe for not. that moment. And it maybe needs an F-bomb. It maybe needs an F-bomb. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but what does that look like to you? What is that, what is that space look like uh, from an emotional and a physical <sighs> and a financial hole that you're staring at? Right. So I want to clarify one thing. We haven't physically purchased the building yet. At, at this point, um, we are leasing it. Uh, on It's a short-term lease because in this three-month window, the goal was to host these two very specific uh, partner and donor generating events. Okay. Two face-to-face events. And neither of them can happen now in the time frame due to you know, the horrible virus of 2020. So I, so talking about like, what does the face space physically feel like? I will say this. Uh, I, me and my kids go into that space every couple of days. Um, and I still greet the space just like I always did. Like I'm a, I'm a, a weirdo and I walk in and I'm like, hello building. Like, that's my whole thing. <laughs> like, we're here to love you back to life. Like I yes. talk to that building. Um, it's like in the heart of our main street. Okay. Like right in the heart of main street. So I still keep physically going into the space to try to stay connected to what we're ultimately still hoping to be able to do. And I I have to use that language now because I have no freaking clue, Patrick, what's going to happen with that physical space. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the renovations and the, the amount of money that we were going to be looking at, I, I have no idea what that's going to look like. So now, um, emotionally, that feels overwhelming and it feels mm-hmm. scary and it feels super uncertain. Yeah. But more than ever, I think for me, and I hope that this can empower and encourage the people that might be listening to this that feel in the same kind of situation, think grounding into the mission, grounding into what I decided I needed, like what our community and what our region needs like grounding myself back into that and thinking, okay, so if the physical space can't happen now, what can I do? How can I show up for people? How can I encourage the growth of the people in my community? Because that's what it was always about. It was always about people. So now I can't touch them face to face and I can't hug them and I can't get my hands on them because I'm a super touchy feely person. So how do I, how can I extend that emotion and that connection and that work and that service in this new climate that we're living in? Yeah, I think you've, you've hit a, you've, people will resonate with that who work at organizations of all size. I think what this does is gives people and an organization an opportunity to um, experience what a startup is experience what you yep. did from the ground up in the beginning. This is, this is forcing people to go back to the, to the, to the ground and say, mm-hmm. who are we? What are we doing? How do we do it better? Uh, we've got time to think about it. What are we reestablishing? Um, and, and it's, it's getting back to the beginning of who you are as an organization, what you do. Right. 
I, I, you and I have this mixed emotions of moms and, and parents saying that, ah, embrace this time that you have with your, your kids and your home and whatever. <laughs> Great. Yep. I think we can establish that for nonprofits. Get, get used to yeah. the fact that embrace this opportunity to figure out who you are, what you do, and what you're doing about it. And, and act like a startup that has this audacious goal of becoming something big. And along, and, right. and along with that is, I, I think, and this is where, again, like I, and I know you're this way too, to try to tap into the, like the life source of something that yes. feels good and optimistic and positive because there is so much doom and gloom. Yes. Here is what this, this does for us, all of us, every business, nonprofit or otherwise, we have an opportunity to give ourselves permission to try without worrying about failure yes. because failure, we don't even know what the hell failure looks like in this environment. We don't know what success looks like in this environment. So like if we're talking, so like me specifically, right. And this is timely given your, your webinar just yesterday about pivoting these face-to-face events to virtual platforms. Yep. Nobody knows what they're doing. A hundred percent, right? You yep. might have pockets of people that know elements of it, but to like pull off a whole thing, nobody knows. No. So embrace that and recognize that like you're, you're in it with everybody else, but not trying. That's the only way we fail in this yes. environment is not trying anything. Yep. I, and I know, know I, I know it's scary. Dang, it's scary, but. Oh, it's bad. And you and I have had this conversation about doing, and, and, and we, we, con- we constantly try to, get clients and nonprofits and friends to just figure out something to move the needle forward because mm-hmm. any bit helps at this point. And right. whether it's asking for uh, a donation or it's asking for a virtual meeting <clears throat> or asking them how they're doing, <clears throat> I honestly think that that's might be the best place to start. So right. how, how can we help? This is part of this, uh, this podcast series is, you're a small nonprofit that hasn't gotten their feet under them yet. So your two events that you had scheduled in order to fund this thing are canceled. Right. How can we help or what questions do you have on how you can still build those momentums and, and doing and activities? How can we help sort of navigate that or what questions do you have on how we can do that? Yeah. I think a a question that I would have for, you know, anybody that's going to listen to this is just taking it down to like, brass tacks, I guess I'll use that phrase. Like what do your small communities or small businesses actually need right now from, and I will say from the people side of the world, because you're, you're, again, we, we are, um, we are the only thing that can get us out of this mess. People, this, this is like technology won't figure this out for us. This, I mean, though, it's kind of interesting, like success is like a virus in that it's, it spreads among people. Like people are the ones that transfer it from person to person. So you better, you better trademark, you better trademark that. And you need to do like a podcast on that alone. Yes. Well, right. right? Like it's, and this is where I think the interesting part about all of this is again, like things like this are perspective shifters. Are they not like and this is one of those things we're all experiencing it where a lot of times the tragedy that you might have in your life is, is specific to you and only the people that have experienced that exact thing experience it. Right. So like the loss of a child or the loss of a parent, right. Those are like clubs. That's kind of how we refer to them. Like welcome to the, the dead parents club. I heard somebody say that once, right. 
which is terrible. Oh. But it's a, it's a club like because it only it's a very specific thing. And here, the entire world is experiencing this thing at the same time. So given that, it's going to require the ingenuity, the innovation, the creativity, the daringness, the boldness, the courage, the willingness of people yeah. to get us up and through this. Yeah. And so I really think that for small businesses, and again, this is a premise of my of growing small towns, is that our people are our best asset when we develop them everything gets better. So for small businesses and nonprofits that are listening to this, what on the people side of things do you need help with? What do you actually need right now? Mm-hmm. I would love to know like just globally, because that'll help me think about what do we, what do we offer next? Cause some of the core things that we were going to do really only make sense when times are good. Times yeah. are not good anymore. Yeah. So that doesn't mean there's no relevance, but the things that we were going to offer. It's not like I can just go, Oh, I'm going to offer how everything I was going to do, but it's going to be virtual. That won't, that won't work. No, it's, it's kind of like the whole nature of how I support people has to change because the needs of everybody has changed. I think the real winners who are going to come out of this, and this goes to you and this goes to growing small towns, especially there are still people with means. There is still an abundance mindset. If you embrace it. Yeah. I think the danger that a, a lot of small nonprofits, which you could probably fall into uh, easily, mm-hmm. is get distracted by the negative that gets you into this. Woe is me. Nobody's going to do that because that's that's also infectious. Yep. And I think yep. people I think people understand that and they react very negatively, like, oh crap! Now it's just a handout rather than a hand up. Yep. And you and and the individuals and the organizations that understand that there is capacity still. Not everyone has lost their shirt. Not everyone is in dire straits. In fact, probably in in flyover country here, especially, there are probably people better positioned now than there than they were uh, a half a dozen weeks ago. The thing started uh, sort of growing, and so how to find that is through constant contact and confirmation and communication with those that you have in your back pocket or those who are looking on ways to help. Right. Find a way for them to find a way to help. If you can be a connector, and which is why I think growing small towns and your nonprofit is such a wonderful thing, figure out a way to harness the connectors and then be that connector and then figure out how you can help others by helping the donors or or the people who have capacity figure out how they can feel great in this environment and you're going to win every single time. Every time. I totally, totally agree. This is a time where we, I think every nonprofit is really Unique, we're uniquely positioned to say, help like those with the means, those with capacity, help us help the ones that don't have yes. the means. And there are far more people now, like I serve businesses, there are far more businesses now that don't have the means. Yes. So, so, but I've seen, I've seen a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, this doesn't feel like the right time to ask or to say this or to say that. No, you don't go nobody in main street America better be going to their local business or hardware store, retail boutique, whatever. And saying, can you sponsor an event? Yeah. That's tone deaf right now. Okay. You got to know what they're dealing with, but to go to a large company that can kind of weather some of these storms and has a regional focus and care and concern to go to them and say, it's not sponsoring an event, but it's helping those, it's helping the hardware store and it's helping the liquor store. It's helping all the people, right? That we are in a time where that, 
that messaging will land. Yeah. And ever, I think we get to tap into one of two things, the collective fear or the collective empathy. And the yes. collective empathy is huge right now. Massive. People want to help. They're, Everybody they wants to help. They, they don't, don't know, know how. how. So we have to say, here's how we help. Here's how you can be a yes. part of that. Yes. And it is, I think now more than ever too, it's collaboration mm-hmm. and it's linking arms with people. And it's looking at people that have similar mis- missions. So for me being new, that is something that I've been really focusing on. I look at the organizations that I already either wanted to partner with or maybe in some small way have partnered with. And I go to them and I've said, we're in this together. How can, how can our organization help your organization? Perfect. And even, even if you're just, you know, coming together to offer, I don't know, like, like a, a interview like this and all you're doing is hashing out things that both of your organizations aim to serve. That's, you know, for lack of a better word, content, it's service, it's helping. So there's things we can do. Yes. The only thing we can't do is sit back and go, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to wait. I'm just going to entirely wait. I'm not going to do anything. Just do something. Start somewhere, you know? If people are interested in both learning more and how to support you in growing small towns, how do they do that? And where do they go? What do they do? Yeah, currently, um, and this is, I mean, I'm so new, my website's in development. Love I mean, that's, you know, that's where I'm at. So I actually do have a Facebook page where you could like read the about me. Um, and right now, like even to be able to donate or support us, that that link on Facebook is still in like, I don't know what they're approval mode, review, yeah. they're reviewing it or whatever. Um, so at this point, like the only way to actually support us monetarily is to send me a check. <laughs> but we have, you know, we've got an account because that's the thing. Like I had two major partners on board prior to all of this happening, like significant partners. And so I can't just give up. Like, no. you know no. what I mean? No matter, yes. no matter who you are and what you're working yes. through, if you had momentum, that's the thing. Momentum. You've got to figure a way to keep that. Even if the momentum slowed, like just make sure that wheel is still cranking even a little bit Yes. Because all of a sudden you'll have these tiny little wins and you'll feel like, oh my gosh. And suddenly things will start to feel like they're actually chugging again. Yep. Um, and that's what I'm trying to stay focused on too. Good. Well, well, as, as always with all of our guests, we'll put all the links in the comments. You can go and, uh, and support Rebecca and her, uh, again, big, hairy, audacious goals. We talk about it a lot on this podcast is, you know, what do you have uh, for me that's going to blow me out of the water? This is one of those. And uh, it's so unique and it's so needed and it's so different. Uh, that I think you're going to read up on this and go, of course, why didn't anybody think about this first? And kudos to you to doing it. And uh, kudos you to sticking with this through a time that's really uncertain and kind of cloudy. Because I think your action is going to get you into a better spot than most people by just, again, like we talked about doing. So kudos. Right. Well, thank you, friend. You're doing, you're doing such good work too. I, I, it's, Everybody that is listening to this, I just, maybe that'll be my like encouraging little shout out. You're all doing good and meaningful work. So ground yourself back into the mission, ground yourself back into the reason you got involved or started this thing. You have values probably that guide, you know, the work that you do every day, dig back in, tether yourself firmly to those values and act as if that's all you're here to do. Because at this point that is, and it can be small actions. It doesn't have to be huge things anymore. So do something. I love it. I couldn't say anything better. 
myself. You have done it. You're great. I appreciate you being on the show. And thanks to everyone who is listening to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.